there's an envision in most parents' minds that a machining environment is a dirty, oily, disgusting area, and they do not want their son or their daughter in that environment. Because they had an uncle that was in it years ago, and he came home smelling like grease and probably, you know, looked like he participated in a a grease fight or something like that, but it couldn't be anything more from the truth. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Jason, I'm really looking forward to going to the Cranes Manufacturing Summit. You know, I'm going to be moderating the panel discussion there. You're going to be moderating? Jim Carr is going to be up there talking to all the big leaders in manufacturing. Do you remember last year the value you got out of going? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a very nicely produced event. There's a lot of manufacturing leaders that you can just, you know, kind of pick their minds and figure out what direction they're going into as a company, where the industry's going. And I think you just learn a lot from that collaboration. It's similar to making chips. You know, we, we collaborate here, you collaborate at this summit and just get ideas. I mean, you can get one idea that's worth $100,000 to your business. Could not agree more. That's Thursday, February 25th at the Ritz-Carlton, downtown Chicago. Go to chicagobusiness.com forward slash manu. Sign up, use the promo code manu2. And you're in. Hey, Metalworking Nation. This is Jim here at Making Chips. Thanks for tuning in today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, I've got my good buddy Jason Zanger in the studio with us, our remote studio today. Yes, we're in Franklin Park, Illinois again. Yeah, just a little bit east of O'Hare International. And we've got another great show here. We're going to be interviewing someone that does a lot with education with the local high schools. And we've already talked to him, and I think he's got a fantastic story, and more people should be doing what this gentleman is doing. Yeah, it's a continuation of our previous episode, so we're definitely going to bring some relevancy back to your next manufacturing leader coming right out of high school, which was also a previous episode, probably one of our first 20. Yeah, it sounds really good. I can't wait to get started. So Jim, do you have any manufacturing news? I do, as a matter of fact. So I was reading my manufacturing news the other day, and this was in Bloomberg. Tim Cook was on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago. Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple, and he was being interviewed about why he doesn't have any manufacturing here in the United States. And But anyway, Bloomberg wrote an article that says Trump says he'll get Apple to manufacture products in the U.S. And Donald Trump goes on to say, we're going to get things coming. We're going to get Apple to start building their damn computers and things in this country. And it says Apple does research and design in its headquarters in California, but now manufactures most of its iPhones, iPads, and Mac computers through partners in countries such as China. Apple made and assembled many products in the U.S. until the late 1990s and then shifted manufacturing to Asia to take advantage of the region's industrial base and lower labor costs. CEO Tim Cook had made attempts to bring manufacturing work back to the U.S., including 
212 effort to invest 100 million in domestic capabilities. Still, he says it's difficult to make broad changes because of a declining expertise in tool and die manufacturing in the United States. So I guess the question is, do you think Trump could actually bring Apple manufacturing back to the United States? Honest to God, Jason, I don't know what Trump is going to do. It's going to be quite a, a race, I'm sure. And um, just when you think Donald Trump is going to say something insignificant, he ends up getting a lot of press for it. And uh, well, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to get you know. Political. We don't want to get too political. No, no, I don't I'm, get, not, I'm not telling anybody who I'm going to vote yeah, for. Yeah, I don't want to get political at all. But I'll tell you what, it, it'd be hard for me to get behind any of these candidates. <laughs> I was just saying that out of all the all the candidates that are out there, you know, I'd rather vote for our Ryan before any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Even You're welcome, that, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. I, I would definitely vote for you for president before any of those. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I love that we're, you know, making all of this money outside of the U.S., I guess. It's just uh, if, if anybody can do anything about bringing uh, manufacturing back and making it relevant again in the United States, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to talk about it and listen about it and stand behind it. I agree. So... Who do we have in our studio today? So today we have in our studio, we have Rob Steubing, who is vice president of Qualiseal Technology. Qualiseal designs and manufactures mechanical seals. Rob has been with Qualiseal for 25 years, but in addition to being vice president of Qualiseal, he is the chair of the Leiden Technology Council. And Rob has actually been on the Technology Council for 20 years, and he's been the chair for a year and a half. And that is what we're going to primarily be talking about today. Um, so welcome, Rob. Yeah, welcome, Rob. It's, pl- it's a pleasure to have you here in our remote studio in Franklin Park. And uh, I'm excited to have you share all the experiences you've had with this council and your support for the industry and for the manufacturing community. I know we talked earlier and you said, you know, we both agree. Well, we all agree that it's, it's, it's super important that we get the word out that, you know, manufacturing is a relevant career opportunity for, for students and for anyone that wants to go in that direction. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as the chairperson of the Leiden Technical Council? Well, thank you. I, I wish I could sit here and say that I do everything for this council. This council is comprised of a little over 20 fellow businessmen within the Franklin Park and Itasca and Elk Grove. Elk Grove. Okay. Um, we are, of course, located in Harwood Heights, and I could probably task Frank or one of the instructors to help me, but in a nutshell, in the surrounding area of this high school program. We should preface that this area here around O'Hare is relatively highly industrial, right? That is correct, yeah. yes. Yeah, so it, it's very industrial. It makes, it makes sense for this area and for, for us to be engaging with the local community Definitely. high schools. So go Definitely. Ahead. And, and, you know, selfishly, we are in this, you know, to of course support the high school 100%, uh, but also to promote and create our future workforce. This program has been instrumental in putting people to work in all of our companies that are on the council. We have graduated well over probably 250 kids through this program, of which on the council myself, I've got well over a handful currently working in all different capacities in our organization, uh, as well as the other 20-some council members I know for a fact all have a minimum of at least one, uh, most of them up in the neighborhood of three, four, five, and seven employees that are still employed that came through this program. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and do most of these kids come straight from high school? Most of them all start with us while they're still in high school. So we bring them on as an apprentice program. 
Uh, so as they are being taught here by the team of instructors, uh, they will then go into, I believe it's their junior year that they are eligible to go into the work program or senior year, excuse me, uh, and then they will come to work. They get off of school somewhere around the 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They usually come work for one of us in the afternoons. While they're still in school, of course, they're limited to some of the things that they can do, but they are exposed to almost everything that all of us do. Uh, and then from there, that gives us to, a chance to test the waters, gives them a chance to test the waters. And from there, the, the business relationship begins. And a lot of these students, as they work for us, if they desire to go on to a future education, we will help support them in that. Uh, the only thing that those of us on the council require is that they continue to work for us, not as a lifelong contract. But do, do they have to sign a contract, Rob? Well, it you. all depends. Different employers do different okay. things. Just, I, I've um, heard of that before. Yeah. And that's why I thought I'd just interject real quickly. Yeah. This high school has done some tremendous things. So we, it's east and west, right? It is. Well, it okay. is now east and west. Okay. Um, as of this year, we have implemented the west program. But up to that point, it had always been the east program. And the east program has put numerous TMA winners, numerous TMA apprenticeship individuals out. Uh, I think at one point back in... 93-92, they had the state champion for the what is now referred to as the VIC skills competition. It used to be the VICA competition, uh, and that's down in Springfield, Illinois, yeah, every sure. year. Uh, they had the state champion that came through this program, and of course, with the TMA and the fellowships of all the council members aboard. So, yeah. So, just to clarify, the the TMA is the Technology and Manufacturing Association, which is a an association that um, covers Northern Illinois primarily, as far as you know, manufacturers being a part of this. They're involved in training and um, association of business owners in order to better their manufacturing companies. So, Rob, can you tell us what's the what's the story of the Leiden Technology Council? Did it start when the metals program at the Leiden High School started? Well, to the best of my knowledge, it started back in the early 90s. Okay, so um, it would be after. It was, yeah, it was well after the program was established. But I think the school at that time realized that to keep the program viable and to really cater to the the surrounding areas and the in the areas that their students would potentially be employed in, they reached out to the industry and it started with a handful of individuals. Um, my predecessor was one of those individuals, and they basically slowly but surely created the council. And what the council is today, I'm proud to say, it would not be where it is today. Is how I should state that without the support of the TMA, the Tooling and Manufacturer Technical Manufacturing Association, which I believe is one of the largest in the United States here in Illinois. Uh, Gene Haas and the and the Haas Automation Company has been very instrumental in supporting this program, as well as all of the members on the council, but. All of us together can't do anything without the hard work of the instructors and the buy-in from this high school, from the superintendent all the way down to the the gentlemen who create the, you know, that run the airlines and the power within the shops. Um, they, they've embraced it here at Leiden. Uh, we need to see more of this out at more high schools. Instead of these high schools dropping these programs, they should be embracing these programs. And I think that those in industry should be pushing their local high schools or pushing their outlets, however they can construct, to start to cater to getting more people involved in the world of manufacturing. That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, that, that was just resonating in the back of my mind. 
we, we all know how important it is that we continue to feed the, these careers to the manufacturers and because we know we're in a crisis mode. We, we know we've got a lot of baby boomers that are exiting this industry over the next five to 10 years. Yeah, there's there's going to be a large big de- void. huge yep. deficit yep. W- within this. So what, what do we need to do, in your opinion, to really amp up and to really make manufacturing sexy so we can get kids into this community? I mean, is part of that really getting the parents on board and really having them embrace the industry? Or is it through the schools and creating these elective programs and showing them that it is relevant again, in your opinion? In my opinion, I want to say it's a combination of the two. The beauty is today's high school student gets to make his decision. And when they really see what these metal programs are about, you know, they, there, there's, a, there's an envision in most parents' minds that a machining environment is a dirty, oily, disgusting area, and they do not want their son or their daughter in that environment. Right. Uh, sadly, because they had an uncle that was that in it did years it back ago. Back in 1922. Yeah, and uh, he came home smelling like grease and probably, you know, looked like he participated in a a grease fight or something like that, but it couldn't be anything more from the truth. So true. And one of the things that we've done here at at Leiden is field trips to try and get the students out into the environment. Most of us that sit on this council have machine shops that are nicer than your doctor's office. We're running equipment that is all numerically controlled. Our measuring equipment is CNC controlled. Everything we do is related to you know mathematics and the ability to apply oneself other than physical labor. I think that to answer your question, it's a combination of both. To get the children or the young students involved, to show them what the manufacturing environment is all about. There's so many YouTube videos out and so many machine tool programs and advertisements that I think that is helping. But part of that is the parent. The parent wants their child to continue their education. And by no means does anybody on our council or any council out there should be detouring it a student from going into further education. Instead, we should embrace it. But at the same time, just as most of us probably did, you might want to get a job while you're doing that. And no better job than hopefully an area that you may apply your education in, and that's manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. We as the United States need this, and we need it now. So so going back to um, the inception of the, the Technology Council, so the, the high school came to yeah, some they, of the they, first they, people that started the council, and they said, we need your support? Yes. Um, and what, what, what was the objective initially of that Technology Council? Really, what they wanted to make sure is that as they created the future of this program, that this program was serving industry. Um, so, so they wanted so you to like um, qualify. They, they wanted us to look at what the curriculum was going to be. They didn't want us, uh, I should say, they didn't want a program that was teaching a student to run a an antiquated piece of equipment when those of us in industry no longer run those types of equipment. So, you know, as you can imagine, the beginning of this program was, you know, Conventional engine knee mills, con- conventional lathes, uh, surface grinders, of which today you go into both the programs here at East and West, and we've got three or four numerically controlled lathes, uh, vertical machining centers, yeah, we've got simulators. Great. So, you know, all of that was really part of the council. 
the council brought that to the attention of the school, and then the school embraced it and supported so it. So the council is really the one that has enhanced this program. Yes. It's a collaborative it's effort. It's a collaborative effort. Are you kind of like a steer, like a steering like committee? A st- to a point, yes. Okay. Okay. yes. Because obviously you don't have any authority over the high school um, curriculum, but you could steer them in the direction that is beneficial to industry. Influence, yes. Yeah. One of the things that the instructors look for us as the council members is to to ensure that they're doing things the right way to serve us. Right. Uh, and to your point exactly, we can't tell them what to do. We can only suggest. Right. But when you have good teachers like Frank who really genuinely want these kids to have successful careers and you have somebody like that that is open to that recommendation, I think that just that relationship is is great. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, Frank has a great team of Lindsay and Mike, uh, both of which have been to most of our facilities. Uh, sadly, they haven't been to all of them, but we plan to get them to all of them. Uh, they They've been assisted by Haas and and numerical controlling, and and their effort goes above and beyond. They want to learn so that they can help teach what we're trying to push. Uh, So they're going to our environment. They're seeing what we are doing so they know where these kids are going to be applying themselves so that when they're creating their instruction, they're, you know, curtailing it to hopefully put successful students out into the marketplace. So what, what would you recommend if, if there's a community, say somebody in the middle of, um, what do you like to say, Jim? Nebraska. Yeah. Omaha, Nebraska. Um, somebody's in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska, and they say, you know, we need to um, enhance our, our high school metals program, our high school machining program, um, because I need new people, uh, new blood in my, in my manufacturing plant. What, what do you recommend being the first step to really, you know, taking it to the level that Leiden is at? I think first and foremost, they'd have to see what kind of program exists. If no program exists, it's a big task because now you've got to get, of course, the school board to agree that they're going to allocate an area, the expense, and everything associated. Big but not insurmountable. Not insurmountable. And and if I was that individual, I would try to partner with my fellow uh, where are we at? Nebraskians. Yes, right there, uh, in the, right there in the middle of Nebraska. Yeah, I'd try to find as many as I could in the surrounding area that potentially that high school or whatever the school may be feeds, get them on board because if they would make the promise to support and to bring on the, the students into internships, you know, whether it be a senior year or maybe immediately following school, that would probably entice and encourage the school board to push towards, you know, recreating or enhancing an existing program. So grab a dozen Cornhusker manufacturing leaders and say, we need to push the high school to really get this this program to, you know, 2016 levels. Exactly. And if, and if, it's, if a high school maybe isn't... Is, uh, isn't a viable option. There's always a junior college. Okay, I have a quick question. So you're you're having uh, a board meeting with the people from the uh, Leiden Technology Council. Yeah, the Leiden Technology Council. What do you talk about on an average meeting? What's on the agenda? You're having a meeting today, right? We are having a meeting this afternoon, and the agenda is created by Frank and his team. Okay. So basically, what we're going to address is any open issues that they may have. It could be as simple as. Uh, you know, we're thinking of moving out of uh, AutoCAD Inventor into another software company. Okay. They've, they've presented a great thing to the school. What do you guys in industry think of this? Uh, we also talk about the uh, Ask the Expert Days, which is where we can provide employees that work for our companies to come in here and speak to the students. Typically, what we do in that case scenario is try to find an ex-student or at least a younger staff member within our organizations because 
Mike and Frank and Lindsay have proven that basically by seeing the younger people, uh, they, they relate a little more than an old guy with gray hair telling them what I did back in you know when. So When you were in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another question, did they even have high school back then? <laughs> uh, well, you just told me you did, you did exactly what I did in high school, and that was worked in the, the high school that medals is, program. I don't know if it was called medals program back then. It was actually then. called medals, was yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was and that called That was really what I cut my teeth in, and that's what uh, kind of sunk into my heart and, and got me into this industry. I think that's a great story. And, and I forgot to mention that, that we, we discussed during the um, the pre-interview, but um, you actually studied metals in high school. So I think that's a great kind of full circle testament to your career that you've gone from that program to overseeing that program, being yeah. the chair of the committee that oversees that program. So it's, it's great. It, yeah, it's a self-gratifying situation and I couldn't be more pleased. Would you like to share with us any success stories that you've heard over the last 20 years being part of this council or, or even in the last year and a half as you've been the sitting chair? Well, we've got a whole boatload of success just, stories. Just one really I, I, I will good selfishly one. give you my personal okay. as as uh, as the vice president of Qualiseal. We have uh, both my current director of operations and my current manager of quality assurance both came through this program. That's amazing. Uh, the gentleman, the gentleman who is in my quality assurance position, not only came through this Leiden program, went through the. TMA Apprentice Program and won the Illinois Apprentice of the Year Award. Both of the individuals that are in management positions, we as a company uh, provided assistance in their tuition and put them through uh, Illinois Institute of Technology, of which they both graduated with a bachelor's degree in manufacturing technology. So that is just two that shine right off the top. I've got Five or six other employees uh, all came through this program that are just superstars, every one of them. Good. I couldn't be more proud. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, you know, I mean, hats off to you for, you know, what you're doing. For, yeah, continued you know, success, too. That's, that's fantastic. Well, thank you. And, and you guys, you know, little things like this go a long ways. I'd like to think so. Hopefully someone listens to it, and if yeah. they'd like to know more about the council or if they're in our local area and would like to sit on our council, we welcome to come uh, partake. I'd like to do it, but I, I have to wait till after 2016's over. I'm a little booked for this year, but yeah, yeah. Maybe actually, next year I'll be thinking about it because yeah. I certainly would like to have some of these students in my shop. Sounds like they're rock stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My um my company is actually across the street from West Leiden High School where they just started up a metals program, and I recently got on the council, so I'm trying to get more involved in, in what they're doing as and well. And have been so. extremely helpful to that yes, council. Yes. 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 So one <laughs> of the things that we talked about um during a meeting was that there was a um, NIMS accreditation that the um, East needed for a class and they needed new tooling. And so I was able to, you know, sell them a bunch of tooling at cost in order to, you know, get that done. So um, that's some of the stuff we talk You're about too. You're a good too. man, Jason Zegger. <laughs> I wish you'd sell me my tooling at cost. <laughs> but I know we all got to make money, right? Exactly. At the end of the day. It's all about future education. It exactly. sure is. Exactly. Absolutely. If you can help the kids, I mean, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. So should we wrap it up? I think so. Well, you know, I just want to I just want to say I want to preface or, you know, the disclaimer that we typically say at the end of our podcast is, you know, Jason and I don't know everything about this industry. All we know is that we've been in this industry for well, I've been in it for a lot longer than Jason, but um, at the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to give back a little bit to the community and hopefully equip and inspire some future leaders out there and, and the ones that have been out there for a long time that 
Maybe they have an issue that uh, they'll uh, be able to better handle after they listen to one of our particular podcasts. And again, we always want to hear feedback on how we're doing, how do we sound, are, are we headed in the right directions. We'd love to hear some success stories if there was something that we mentioned that uh, equipped or inspired you as well. Yeah, and we recently just got several ideas for future episodes, which we appreciate. I mean, yeah. I think we, we've gotten a half a dozen in the last week. So we had a, we had a lot of engagement on our Facebook yeah, page yeah, last Facebook week. Yeah, Facebook and email. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, get a hold of Jim and I, you know, any way that you feel comfortable and let us know what you want to hear about. What's the best way that our listeners can get a hold of us? Um, phone usually, number? phone number 312-725-0245. You can leave a message and ask your question. That's actually what we prefer the most, because if we could play your uh, question on the podcast, that's what we would like to do. Live on air. And Absolutely. then, of course, you can always email us, Jim at Making Chips or Jason at Making Chips, or even if they want to talk to Ryan, Ryan at Making Chips as well. Yeah, Ryan for president. That's it. That's what it's all about. Anyway, what does my dad always say? If you're not making chips. You're not making money. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Making Chips.